Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast where we read through and discuss the Inheritance Cycle or the Aragon books chapter by chapter. I am one of your hosts, Austin or Teacup. And I'm Shelby or Sheacup. And so before we get into the podcast, I just want to do a little bit of, I guess, housekeeping is the word I'm going to use. But one of the best ways to support us right now is this new and upcoming podcast is to leave us reviews on Apple or Spotify. You can rate us on both things. If on Apple, you rate us with five stars um, and leave us some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Another great way to support us is to like us on Twitter, which our handle is at inheritance page. You can like us there and interact with us there. And yeah, so, and to do that, that's a great way to support us. Um, another way is to come and hang out with us on our Discord server, the Cups Podcasting and more. That is the place for all Cups pods. And you can come and hang out with us, talk about your pets, talk about Dragon Age, the Assassin's Creed lore cast, Holocron Histories, this podcast, uh, other games. You can come and hang out. It is the place to be. If you want news about our podcast, that is the place to be. That's where we will post it first. Um, and so, yeah, you can find that link in the episode description. And that's all I got. So are you ready for the summary? Let's get into it. So last week was the Death Watch, which involved Aragon waking up in Carvajal and basically dealing with Garrow being on his deathbed and getting questions from Horst and everyone around him. And so this next chapter is very, very short. Like in my version, it's a page, maybe. I don't know how long it is in yours, but it's very, very short. It's very short, yeah. Um, and this basically happens with Aragon waiting, waking up at some point, and he sees people crowded around Garrow's room, and he has realized that Garrow has indeed passed. Um, people seem to talk to him, but Aragon seems to just... He's having kind of like an out-of-body experience where he is aware that he's physically there, but he's not aware of anything around him. He's comforted as he um, grieves and he shouts up to the sky like what God would allow this. And then he basically collapses and falls asleep. And that is the end of the chapter. And his hair had been combed back and his face was calm. Um, I think that... It's interesting to me because nothing in that says he died, but based on our context, we know that he died. Like we both have lost people. Like you get them cleaned up. Like when they're in, if you have an open casket, they're in their best clothes or what is the best signifies of who they were in life. Um, And so I just thought that was an interesting way instead of of saying like Garrow had passed, he, 
Polony uses this imagery that I think we all can kind of relate to. I agree with that. And I also think like this chapter made me really sad, not because I loved Garo as a character, even though um, Stranger, not Stranger, yeah, Strangers in Carvajal made me like him a lot with his speech. Um, but the thing that makes me sad is that it makes me sad for Aragon because, yes, he wakes up with this premonition that Garo has died, but like he misses it. Like he doesn't get to be there. Um, when Garo does die and that makes me sad for him after how much he's already lost yes um and one thing that stuck away from this chapter for me at least is that Poloni does not shy away from the Greeks even those Aragons young and this is you know technically a young adult this is for children he doesn't like shy away into like glossing it over. For example, and I know it's a movie, but like in Star Wars, like Luke basically sees Baru and Owen burning, has the sad moment looking at the burn farmstead. And then we're back to Obi-Wan and he's like, yeah, let's go. There's nothing for me. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I also think the depiction of Aragon's grief is very real. And that's because he's angry, he's bitter, he's lashing out, and then finally he's, you know, sobbing. Um, and I think what sticks out to me most about his grief is his interaction or his thoughts about Katrina when she basically says, I had hoped to call him father. And he, in his mind, I don't think he says it. Yeah. He says it um, in his mind. He says, call him father. He thought bitterly a right. Even I don't have. Um, I think that's really significant in showing how deep that bitterness goes and some of his other, you know, maybe he's got daddy issues. Maybe he's got mommy issues. He's got a lot of issues, but he right now has just lost the only person who was really ever apparent to him 100% yes. of the time. Uh, and I think that in a lot of ways, and this kind of goes into predictions, but in a lot of ways, the death of Garrow for Aragon symbolizes so much more than just him losing his uncle or father figure. Like deep down, he knows this is the death of my time in Carvajal. Yeah. Like this is the end. I it, am going to have to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, the farm's it's over. gone. Everything. Yeah, it's over. It, it's yeah. like the end, uh, the end of an era very much. And I, I honestly, I don't think he knows that consciously. No. in this chapter i don't i don't even think he knows it subconsciously yet i i think that we know it obviously as the audience if we're paying attention um but i think that he in old age will look back on this as the time where or the moment where it all changed for him the one thing that i haven't seen yet but i think well i guess i can't really say i think is coming but can um, we go back because i had a quote i wanted to read. oh yeah let's do that so, um, I, yeah, I just wanted to read this quote and it, it comes right after the call him father line. It's on page 90 in my edition. It says tears flooded Aragon's cheeks. He stood there shoulders shaking, but did not cry out mother, aunt, uncle. He had lost them all. The weight of his grief was crushing a monstrous force that left him tottering. Someone led him back to his room, uttering consolations. <laughs> 
And later on, Safira like tries to comfort him and he he doesn't even react at all. And I just feel I feel very sad for Aragon in this chapter because like he's lost so much. It would be totally understandable for him to just be like, I'm outie, like I'm done. I am just going to go be a hermit away from people where no one has to hurt me. No one has to leave me like peace. Um, I guess it'll be determined whether or not that's the path he chooses to take, but I don't think so. Right. I really think that I've thought and agreed with all the naming of chapters in this book. Like I've thought they've been very adept and very like significant. I disagree. Uh, you disagree? I do. Oh. Do you not like the chat name of this chapter? I think the name of this chapter and the name of the chapter before should be switched. Hmm. Interesting. See, I think that I like Death Watch for the previous chapter mm-hmm. because it really is like it's waiting for someone to die. And, you know, both you and I have had relatives that have had to go into hospice and we're basically waiting for the for that to happen and i just think like the way that everything interacts with each other and the way paloni sets that up it's very very relatable into sense of anyone who's like stood by while someone while just waiting for someone to die the death the watching of death yeah um, i agree with that i agree with that i think I think that my issue, and maybe not even issue, that's not the right word, but like my feeling on the matter is that in chapter 14, The Madness of Life, everyone else has already been doing that also for Garrow. Aragon's just been asleep. And then he wakes up with this premonition and he's also kind of doing that final thing, even though Garrow has already died. Whereas in chapter 13, Death Watch, it, I feel like it really does showcase the chaos of everything that has happened to Aragon in the past 24 mm-hmm. hours. Um, well, I guess it's longer than that, but like since the strangers came, you know, Horace is questioning him. He's injured. Garrow's injured. Safira's screaming and all of these things are happening. And meanwhile, Aragon is just staring at the table, focusing on the wood pattern, you know? So I feel like that really shows the chaos and the madness more than chapter 14 does. Right. I think that why I like sit with like the madness of life is that like in this moment, Aragon himself is mad, like not mad, angry, but like mad and that he's lost himself. And I think we're really getting to that point because he's so consumed by grief that grief is all he knows. He doesn't, he doesn't know who he is or his next path or what he's going to do, all these things, but all he can think about is what he's lost. And it's so much more, the line you read about, you know, mother, aunt, aunt, uncle, I've lost them all. There's so much more that he's dealing with and the fact that he has to now decide how, who he's going to be and what he has to do. And there's no one there to guide him. And like Horst can't take that role. Aragon's far too old for Horst to take that role for him. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't necessarily have like an issue with the naming of the chapters. I just, since you brought it up, I think I just wanted to share that. But um, another thing I was going to say is that like, I feel like this is the moment when Aragon becomes an adult. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would say this is the moment, um, you know, on the Assassin's Creed lore cast. A couple of while back when we were talking about Juno on the Assassin's Creed lore cast, you talked about uh, her moment of no turning back. I, this is Aragon's moment mm-hmm. of no turning back. He is set on yeah. the path that he has to take. And right. he probably doesn't, like you said, he's not conscious of that right now but he'll look back and say this was the point but this is why it's interesting to me is because i do think this is his point of no turning back and yet and yet he's still hiding safira i feel like you would commit and say like yeah okay i'm a dragon rider i have a dragon let me tell this this couple people that are closest to me now horse and brahm but he hasn't told either of them yet I think that it's also a point of Aragon hasn't told them because I don't think Aragon wants to confront his role in Garrow's death yet. That's fair. Um, And we have to talk about it. Like, I don't think there's anything Aragon could have done to stop the strangers. And I think Saphira is right. If they were there, they would be dead. Um, but Aragon has not even grappled with the guilt of that he's going to feel probably for Garrow's death. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it's Aragon's fault that this happened. I think the fault lies solely on the strangers and whoever mm-hmm. is commanding them. But I think Aragon is going to feel like it's his fault for the rest of his life. Yes, I agree with that. Any predictions? Yeah, actually, I have more of a, a real one this time. I think because we haven't seen Roran in this chapter. So mm-hmm. either he doesn't know that his father has died or he's on his way there. So I think in the next chapter, maybe the next couple chapters, I think we're going to see Roran learn, either get there or learn the news somehow. And I, do, I think he's going to freak out on Aragon and that's going to cause Aragon to leave. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I will let you, we are not done with Roran yet. Um, oh, we'll just let uh, yeah, you know, know that. Well, I'm, I'm, I wasn't saying that that's going to be the end of Roran. I'm just saying I think that that's going to be because their relationship is already not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly not going to help things. No, I don't think it will. Well, you know what happens. That's true. I do. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I've got. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups Podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. 
May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.